and Bellator is back. Welcome into a very special MMA Bellator 255 episode of The Early Edge. I told you we were going to expand under the umbrella, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're the only show that's going to break down all of the organizations in MMA, but we're very excited at CBS because Bellator is part of the family. Going to be on Showtime Friday night, live from Mohegan Sun. So we're here just for you. Our guy from Sportsline, Ian Parker. You can follow him on social media, Ian Parker, MMA. And I got to tell you, when we started this relationship and you came to Sportsline, one of the things that intrigued me about you is that you know all of the organizations. So for people at home, before we get to the picks, that just say, oh, that's just UFC. What is the difference between UFC and Bellator in your mind? In my mind, it really comes down to the infrastructure of how Bellator is run, and they do most of their stuff through Grand Prix and tournaments, which the UFC does not do and will never do. So right now, what we're looking at, for example, the main event is going to be the semifinals of one of the major tournaments that they're doing. And Bellator does a really good job of trying to take all their roster, as much depth as they do have with some big names that they've been able to pull from the UFC. You know, they've been doing a really good job of being able to sign free agents that normally they wouldn't have because they got prizes at the end. And what's even more different about them is that they actually have whoever the champion is and they are automatically entered into the tournament. They are not waiting for the winner. So as you'll see in the main event, Patrizio Pitbull Frieri is defending his belt every round of the tournament. And in order to retain it, he's got to, he's got to win. He's got to run the table. So that makes it so intriguing in this whole situation. It's so much cooler because you get to see the champion three times in an eight man tournament, as opposed to just one time at the end, which is super, super cool. All right, let's jump right in right now because we got several uh, plays. We also have a big parlay for you. And we're also going to tell you, what a bigger parlay at the end of the show would actually bring back to you. If you followed us last week, you know our man Ian Parker hit a big three-way parlay uh, at UFC 260. So let's jump in right now. Welterweight, Jason Jackson, Neiman Gracie. What do you like in this one? So Jason Jackson originally was actually plus 135 at the start of once this fight was announced. You got a guy who just came out and absolutely dominated Benson Henderson. He is a product over at Henry Hooft. He trains with with Kamara Usman. Very, very underrated fighter. Been around for a little while, and he's really starting to hit his stride. This is a guy that is looking to get a nice win over Neiman Gracie and fight for the title. Gracie is not the most active fighter. He had a really bad loss, came back, and got a heel hook win over a retiring John Fitch. And this is a fight that if Gracie cannot get the fight to the ground quick and submit him, he's not going to win. Jackson does not get finished. Jackson will be the stronger, faster fighter, very intelligent, and way more well-rounded. I love Jason Jackson in this spot. Very good. All right, next fight, Alejandro Lara, minus 180. Kano Watanabe coming back at plus 155. This is a women's flyweight matchup. What do you like? So styles make fights. Kana Watanabe is a black belt judoka, and she is 9-0-1. Her last fight, a knockout, which you usually don't see in this division. However, most of her wins have come by submission as well. She's fighting someone, Alejandra Lara, that is literally fighting to get a title shot. Lara is a young prospect, highly touted, excellent striker, fast, keeps the distance, also a lot of submissions. I think she's just going to be too athletic for Kana, and I do really like Lara in this spot. All right, very good. Now let's go to our main event. You mentioned how the champion has to fight throughout the tournament as opposed to just waiting for the winner at the very end. So in the main event, the uh, champion comes in at minus 260, Patricio Freire, and Emmanuel Sanchez comes back at plus 210. This is a semifinal matchup 
in that featherweight world Grand Prix. What do you like? What's interesting here is the last the last loss on Emmanuel Sanchez's record came from Patrizio Frieri. And, <laughs> you know, since then, he's bounced back. He's got some really good wins. Sanchez is a very tough fighter. He continues to improve his game. His ground skills are very good. His striking, his cardio. The dude could take a lot of shots. However, Patrizio is arguably the number one 145-pound fighter on the planet, not just in this organization, on the planet. People forget about his jiu-jitsu skills because he's been knocking everybody out for the last X amount of years. But in the meantime, if you go to the ground, he will submit you. He'll do it quickly and he'll do it harshly. He likes to fight. He likes to strike. He's one of the guys that you look at him because he looks smaller in frame about with power, but he's knocking guys out with jabs and with counter hooks. Mm-hmm. You know, Patricio is just the real deal. Well-rounded. It's not a knock on Sanchez. I had Patricio possibly being minus 295 here. So I find tremendous value in him at two to one odds at minus 260. Let me ask you real quick. Cause we always say we want to educate and we want to entertain Absolutely. Uh, when there's higher odds, and I let, let's say for the sake of this show that higher odds means over minus 225, are you still comfortable? You said tremendous value. Lay in the 260. So some, so sometimes, you know, most of the time I would say no, to be fair. A lot of those times I would say you get more value in the parlay, so you're not, you know, you're reducing your risk a little bit here. However, this is just somebody that should be favored more. It's not because of Sanchez's skills. It's just because if you're talking about the number one guy in the world, not just in the organization, and he's not only the 145-pound champ in Bellator, he's also the 155-pound champ. <laughs> so you got the double champ here on a streak. He just knocked out Pedro Cavallo in his last fight. He, he's a part of a really good team. I just don't see him losing this in any way, shape, or form. You know, cardio for days. He's fought higher level competition. Again, not a knock on Sanchez, but go look at what Patricio just did to Michael Chandler in the UFC and look what Chandler's about to do. He's fighting for the belt at 155 and got knocked out by the 45 champion Patricio Pitbull Frieri. So once in a blue moon, we find a situation like this where it's okay to lay the juice. This is that blue moon Pitbull at minus 260. I'm okay laying it. I think it's so funny when you hear the UFC guys go at another organization as if they can't say Bellator on the air. It's so silly. In 2021, we all know the organizations. We all know there's different networks. Let's just be honest and say UFC and say Bellator, please. Now, here at the Early Edge, Ian, you know we love us some parlays. Baby, give me a parlay that people can sink their teeth into. Yeah, absolutely. So, Waiting for it to pop up on the screen right here, so I remember exactly what I did. But it's okay. We started. <laughs> <off. laughs> Look, how about the champ? You got the yeah, champ? No, I'm kidding. I, I got it. It's okay. It's, my bad. I got it by memory at this point, right? So I'll start off with Tyrell Fortune versus Jack May. This is a late notice fight. Tyrell Fortune was supposed to fight Matt Mitrione. Tyrell Fortune, mainly a wrestler, has had outstanding striking. He ran to a wall, Timothy Johnson. Since then. Fought Jack May to a no contest, came back and won a very, very dominant decision. Jack May is a seasoned journey journeyman. Uh, I just don't see, unless he puts Fortune on his back and gets a, a submission win, I don't see it happening. Fortune's a better athlete. So because he's minus 600, to your point before, while educating people, yeah, we don't really want to lay those odds straight up. That's a little too crazy, especially at heavyweight, things can happen. So we're going to rope him into the parlay. All right, we're going to have Nurmagomedov in this situation who... We hear this name all the time. There must be a million of them at this point. He is one of the best prospects out there. He's fighting a guy in Mike Hamill who is a striker, Not you know, seven and four, uh, lost a split decision recently. Nurmagomedov should have his way with him. But also, I believe he's like a minus 400 situation here. 
But we cannot let that go. We, we can't let him get away without betting on him because he's going to win this fight. He's going to win everywhere and any which way possible. We're going to throw him in there. Jason Jackson versus Neiman Gracie. Now, I know we have Jason Jackson as one of our, one of our plays. Both guys, Jason Jackson's last four wins by decision. Okay. He is not a finisher. He's a grinder. He opposes his will. He just doesn't get it done for whatever reason. He's comfortable controlling the fight. Neiman Gracie does not get knockouts. He goes for submissions and against a guy. And outside of that last fight, his last three wins also by decision. So Jason Jackson, Neiman Gracie over one and a half. I absolutely love that. And then to end the parlay, we got our champ, Patrizio Freire, which again, minus 260. I like him straight up. I like him in the parlay. Now for educational purposes, I want to throw out there something I love doing because it makes the main event that much more fun and less stressful and guarantees you a profit. If we do get to our final leg of our parlay, and I'll let you do the odds of the honor of explaining what a sprinkle means, sprinkle a little bit of what you wagered on the parlay on the underdog in Sanchez, because that means either you're going to hedge it. It's the hedge. It's the Parker hedge. I love it. Right. So either There you go. So, and especially because when we get to the last leg of a parlay, it's my absolute favorite when you get to sprinkle on an underdog because that means you get to risk less than what you wagered. Therefore, you either break even or you win. So sit back, enjoy, collect your money, or no harm, no foul. We enjoyed an awesome night of fights, but I still think Ferrari gets it done. Uh, when I say sprinkle, and I say it all the time, and, and uh, thank you for allowing me to explain that. It's just uh, a little bit, not your normal bet size, but just a little bit uh, for fun on something that is kind of a, a, a longer play. Uh, all right, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil, jeweler. Thank you very much. Here is our recap. Jason Jackson uh, over Gracie, minus 120. Then Alara, minus 180 over Watanabe. Then in the main event, the champ. Patricio Frieri, minus 260, lay the 260. We're okay with that. And then in our four-way parlay, coming back at plus 176, you saw the four ways. Frieri, Fortune, Nermaga Madoff, and the Jackson Gracie over one and a half rounds. As always, follow me, follow Ian on social media. We'll be tweeting live throughout the event. So anything that changes or any additional plays, you can get them uh, with us at Twitter. You've got your marching orders. We dominate this space. Let's take every single ticket straight to the pay window. For Ian Parker and the Duck Army, the jeweler, I am the coach, Bellator 255, live on Showtime, Friday night, Mohegan Sun. We got you ready right here on the Early Edge. Good luck.